The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. Life is a highway, and on it there will be many chicken sandwiches. But there's only one crispy. so go ahead and hit the turn signal if you know about this juicy gem of a detour. Hello friends, Roto World's Josh Norris here with another episode of the Roto World Football Podcast, another solo edition. Again, these are 15 minute about capsules, just updating you on the most vital information you can take from the NFL Combine, how to apply the athletic testing into your evaluations, or just how you consume the draft process. Yesterday I did a wide receiver and quarterback summary, so if you missed that, go and check it out. And today, offensive linemen and running backs. The perfect place to start is Iowa tackle Tristan Wirfs, six foot five, three hundred and twenty pounds, posted one of the best athletic profiles we've ever seen at his position. His ten foot one inch broad jump ties him with Colton Miller as the best result we've seen at the combine since two thousand six for the tackle position for the offensive line spot. And a thirty six and a half inch vertical is is also incredible. Then you go over to the forty, and yes, at three hundred and twenty pounds, Wirfs posted a four eight. 540. And teams had him in the 169 10-yard split range. You know, some people wanted to move Worfs inside to guard. I don't get that at all. 34-inch arms. Valuing athleticism at tackle makes sense. It's why I do the same thing at edge and interior defensive linemen, because on many more occasions than most other positions, it's a true one-on-one matchup. And having the athletic advantage that Worfs brings to the table on its very basic level, gives you a leg up. And if we already loved who he was as a player and obviously coming out of that Iowa system, it would be no shock if Worfs is a top 10 pick and maybe even a top five selection. And on some level, because Worfs' profile was so outstanding, we've kind of forgotten about how good Alabama Jarek Willis tested as well. He's another tackle, six foot four, 312 pounds. Great vert, great broad jump, and a 50540. His short shuttle was below average and we didn't get a three cone, but I mentioned it prior to the event starting. You know, I try to cram in as many prospects watching them before the combine. I went about 20 to 30 deep along offensive tackles and like one after the other, I was amazed, amazed at how good this tackle class was. Guys might go in round three this year that might've been late first, early second in previous years. It's a position that's very much in need. At the NFL level. Now, I'm not saying, you know, you should punt on someone like Tristan Wirfs in the top 10 or, or Mackay Becton just so you can pick up one in round two and round three. There's a reason why prospects go in the first round. I know the hit rate is still there and the miss rate is still there, but it's because those evaluations, at least to us, seem much more clear and easy. He did pull a muscle, but I do want to shout out Mackay Becton, the offensive tackle from Louisville, six foot seven, 
364 pounds, which is just size you never see across the NFL. Maybe Trent Brown and just a few others, and that's about it. But again, at 364 pounds, Becton posted a 5140 and a 177 10-yard split. Again, we want to adjust everything for weight, and that's just incredible. I mean, it's laughable how ludicrous some of these guys are at their size and how easy they move. We didn't get the rest, again, because he injured himself, but just another eye-popping note. If you followed my work heading into this, you know that I believe in a composite athletic profile, meaning taking in all six or seven or eight tests and incorporating weight to get one number in the end. It doesn't just outweigh the 40 or the broad jump or the three cone. It gives you a better sense of a complete athletic profile. But I did try to find singular athletic tests that best project success in the NFL. And the one that I found that was best is the 20-yard short shuttle for offensive linemen. And this is just of the top performers. So of the top 23 scores since 2006, 20 were drafted. And out of those 20, the offensive linemen went on to start over 80% of their games. And on day three, went on to start 85% of their career games so far. I mean, day three, that's names like Jason Kelsey, Matt Paradis, Charles Leno, Chase Roulier, even John Urschel, who obviously cut his own career short. In the first two rounds, you have names like Nate Solder, Anthony Costanzo, Andre Dillard, Eric Fisher, Jake Matthews, Joel Petonio, Ali Marpet, James Daniels. Basically, if an offensive lineman runs a 4-4-7 short shuttle or better, you should draft him. That's a high, high hit rate. And we did have one this year. That's Boise State offensive tackle Ezra Cleveland posted a 4.46, and the rest of his athletic profile was outstanding. Six foot six, 311 pounds, fantastic broad jump, shuttle, and three cone, very good vertical. And his 40 yard dash was a 4.93 and a 173 10 yard split. The other end of that is to eliminate non NFL caliber athletes, really, really bad athletes. Unfortunately, a lot of these offensive linemen didn't complete their full profiles. A lot pulled up after the 40, but the only one I would really watch is Washington's Trey Adams. But again, no complete profile yet. Let's shift over to running back. This is just the overall top-down view on how I view athletic testing at the running back spot. From trying to process this over the last few years, I think center and running back are where bad athletic profiles inhibit you the least, prohibit you the least. Because there's so much that goes into running back. Your vision, your timing, your balance, tackle breaking, your aggression. These are a few names just in like the last five or six years that have tested in the bottom 20th percentile of athletic profiles at the running back spot. Josh Jacobs, Devin Singletary, Tariq Cohen, James Conner, Dalvin Cook, Devontae Freeman, and there's a lot more. These are all quality running backs in the NFL. So while I would be very, very scared to take like an edge rusher who tested in the bottom 20th percentile, that's not the case at running back at all. So don't freak out about Zach Moss's testing because if he's Above the non-NFL caliber athlete line, he's fine. Don't freak out about Clyde Edwards-Hilaire's 4.640. One, because that's not bad. Two, his broad jump was good. His vertical jump was good. His profile is going to be absolutely fine. As long as you're above that elimination line, you can succeed in the NFL. Now, the other half of this is to, yes, highlight the top-end profiles because those types of athletes are intriguing. You know, recently we've had late round gyms and undrafted free agents with great athletic profiles really break out with their teams. Players like Matt Breida, Mike Boone, Raheem Mostert. The only issue with that is, you know, 
a lot of those types of running backs don't get NFL combine invites. So those are more profiles that we pick up along the way at pro days. Now, that's not to say we didn't have great athletes here who are also considered because they were combine participants as great prospects. And Jonathan Taylor from Wisconsin is absolutely that. 5'10", 226 pounds, posts a 4'3", 940, a 1'4", 10-yard split, above-average vertical, shuttle, and three-cone, and a fantastic broad jump as well. Taylor's fascinating because he obviously comes out of Wisconsin, a long history of running backs, over 900 carries to his name in three years, including 300 carries in 2018, 320 carries in 2019. He did add 26 receptions last season as well after previously just having 16 to his career. But coming out of the Badger system, he's used to running under center, following a lead blocker. Those are the type of runners you don't see enter the NFL a lot. And just from his running style perspective, he reminded me a lot of Philip Lindsay. So, you know, you constantly hear these cliches from NFL sources that, oh, you know, the game is so spread out and, and all the runs are out of the gun and in spread. Well, Taylor doesn't have to deal with any of those concerns. So this is easily just checking off boxes that I think NFL teams might fall in love with. Cam Akers out of Florida State didn't complete his shuttle and three cone, but what he did do at 217 pounds is post a 44740, 1-5-2 10-yard split, above average vertical jump, and fantastic broad jump. He is that explosive back in this class with very, very good long speed that you could see easily go on day two. And Boston College's A.J. Dillon at a whopping 247 pounds, which is just size we rarely see at the position, posted the seventh best broad jump we've seen at the running back spot since 2006 actually tied with Alvin Kamara who he weighs over 30 pounds more than the eighth best vertical jump we've seen at the position which was slightly better than Jarek McKinnon's even though Dylan weighs almost 40 pounds more than McKinnon then you add on a 4-5-3-40 again at 247 pounds and a 1-5-3 10-yard split I mean Dylan is an absolute freak of nature And like part of the reason why I love the combine is just recognizing how good these big backs are and how athletic they are as well. But more than anything, again, I want to note that if you see anyone say a back might not succeed at the NFL because he ran a 4-6, and you're going to see a lot of that because of Clyde Edwards-Hilaire moving forward, send them this podcast. Mention those names like Josh Jacobs and Devin Singletary and Devontae Freeman and James Conner and Dalvin Cook, who had even worse profiles than someone like Clyde Edwards-Hilaire will probably have. It's not as important for the running back position as it is for others. At least my opinion, but I'm no expert. All right, that does it for us. I'll talk to you tomorrow, same time, same place. See ya. The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. Hear that? It's the call of the Crave. And when the Crave calls, you know what to do. Try the $5 Bacon Bundle. Because the only thing better than a White Castle slider is a White Castle slider topped with crispy hickory smoked bacon. So pick any two of either the Bacon Cheese Slider, 1921 Bacon Cheese Slider, or Chicken Bacon Ranch Slider. And also get a small fry for just $5 with the $5 Bacon Bundle. White Castle. Follow your crave.